Hello and welcome to I Wish I Knew That About Songwriting, the show where we bring you tips, tricks and techniques that we wish we knew as young songwriters. On this show, we focus on interviews, we focus on resources, subjects you're going to find useful and you can go home and you can use them today. So thank you so much for listening and welcome to the show. What is luck? Baby, don't hurt me. Hey, how you doing? It's Jamie. Another one of these segments, moments, whatever you want to call it, but I thought it was quite important to do two things today. First of all, I was listening to Bill Burr talk about his creative process. For those of you who don't know him, he's a massive American comedian. I think he's absolutely hilarious. Very good actor as well. Just started to do that in his life. But there was something really interesting that I wanted to link with something else that I want to bring up as often as I can. And I'm finding the more producers that I work with, speak to, the more artists I speak to and work with, every single part of life, and it seems to be many businesses, rely on this thing called, quote unquote, luck. And for me, I have a kind of special formula that I want to bring to you guys that I've talked a little bit about on the show, but I want to bring it up again. And I'm going to bring it up a lot because it's so, so, so important. So lessons from Bill Burr and what is luck? I think I'm going to start with Bill Burr and you'll see why. He was talking about how as a comedian, he's done very well in his life, being very candid about it. But he talked about how he's never really become part of someone else's company, you know, signed away his special, signed away his time, signed away anything substantial. He's made partnerships, he's made money, of course, but he said there is so much autonomy and freedom to be had and even security if you can manage your own self-employment well. And I think that's such a big thing if you know what you want from songwriting. So he's saying, if we translate this into music, and I have friends that do this. If you work really hard to become an incredible songwriter and you spend a lot of time making the connections you need to make, working with people, getting cut, so to speak, recording songs, working with people maybe in sync, increasing the value, quote unquote, also monetary value, but the value of your portfolio, over time, people will recognize what you're doing. And over time, you may well be offered deals, publishing deals, record contracts, all these kinds of things. I think it's about knowing your worth. And as he's talking about the the ability to be autonomous, to have freedom, to actually choose what you sign. And the way you do this is by having a stable life, having a stable income, having an enterprise that makes sense. And these are not easy things to do. And I'll come on to the idea of luck later. But I think it's a really poignant thing that often songwriters will be offered publishing. Someone will offer to buy your publishing. And that's quite an exciting thing to happen. But if you think about it, they may well be, not all the time, but very well often be trying to make the most of your potential by giving you a small sum, which might seem like a big thing if you don't have your own enterprise running, your own job, your own stability. But really what they're doing is buying you out of some of your future rights. So you need to really think, is this what I want? Is this what I've set to get out of songwriting? Do I want to give some my rights away now that could be valuable if I work on them, if I know how to do that administration process, which we will go through, we'll talk about that. We're going to get more guests on that explain this. But the idea is that, do you know what you want out of songwriting? Is it to sign a publishing deal? Is that your goal? Okay, but what kind of publishing deal? 
as we know from Mike Dean, he's talked about how like contracts can be only on Tuesdays that anything you've signed to a publisher, they can take money from only on Thursdays, whatever. Contracts are not what you think. Just to get a publishing deal is, it's not the goal. I, I really don't think it's the goal, like getting a Grammy or a top 100. If that works in your life, and those are the things that come along because you've done incredible work, that is the goal. That's perfect. What I'm saying is that the value of your songwriting if you understand the value of your songwriting, your portfolio, then you can really start to negotiate contracts if you're offered one, reject them and knowing that it's the right thing to do at this time because you are on a track. That's why people are going to be offering you deals. It's because you're on track to something. And even as Bill Burr says, can you manage it better yourself? Instead of signing over everything that you've done to someone else to take care of, and we understand why that happens. Sometimes you're busy. I've talked with some really cool people recently, a couple of the guys I work with, I'm in groups with, and some of their friends have had huge deals and they are big checks that come through. So if you need it, you take it. Like my friend said when I was younger, really brilliant lawyer said, you know, if, if you, unless you're starving, do not sell your rights away. So again, thinking about what Bill Burr is talking about, can you be autonomous? He's worked so hard. It may seem simple for him to talk about that, but think about you listening to this. How valuable are your songs? Are you making the most of it with sync? Are you working with anyone who's able to extract more value from what you're doing? Is it putting stuff in gaming? Is it independently sourcing um, licensing? Is it writing with big artists? Is it having another job and then spending your time building your portfolio at the same time? Is it writing top lines for DJs? These are all things that if you are aware are there, you will suddenly not be so, it's not desperate, be so inclined to take the first thing you're offered. As they say, you know, sometimes it's really good to go back and forth two or three times. If you think a contract is going to be good for you, by all means, go back and forth, negotiate it, understand your value. And we will have some people coming on and talking about that at one point. So that's the initial part. Another thing that he was talking about was how he writes his stand up. And I think, again, you might think, oh, is that related? It really is. It is related for me because he talks about how he fills his inspiration meter. He said he'll be sitting waiting or in a hotel room and he'd go, do you know what? I'm just going to read this magazine. He's going to pick up this magazine I've never seen before. It might be a craft magazine or a fashion magazine lifestyle and just go through it. Expose your brain to something new. Like we talk about, like, can you go and do something different? Go read a different book. He says he sits down, might pick up a magazine that he's never seen before. And I just really love that idea. Even someone at his level is cognizant enough to know that I need to probably step outside of my comfort zone. And he also said, thinking about writing jokes in the same way you'd write lyrics. Like, how do I make things conversational? Because he's literally going to be saying them, right? But you're going to be singing them. You need to think about this aspect too. Are people going to understand what you're saying? So that was a kind of initial thing about what do you want from your songwriting? What do you want from being an artist? Because I work with a lot of people and sometimes what they think they want is not what they're telling me they want or what they're working towards. And a lot of people... I guess it's difficult. And that's why we started this podcast is to like, well, if we talk about all the things you could possibly do as a songwriter and we'll do our best, then hopefully you can make the best choice to know your value, be able to trade on that value. And when it's right, cash in on that value possibly, or continue to build or, or just do it for fun, right? You need to know what you want from music because then it will dictate how you see what you do. The second thing, and probably the most important thing, and I always take the time to talk about it and I think you can see parallels in, well, I actually spoke to a friend recently. He was working very closely with one of the biggest mixes in the world. And it's the same equation. We were talking about the equation. He said, yep, it's the same for them as the same it is for you, for me. 
And I want to break down this idea of quote unquote luck. So if we talk about luck, what is it? Some people will say it's dust in the wind. It's being in the right place at the right time. Some people will say that you can only be lucky or if you're rich, you can make your own luck. There's a lot of things that kind of dance around the point that I don't think are very helpful. And as we promised on this show, I just want to distill things. Despite what you think luck is, this is what I'm going to tell you luck is for me and the people I work with. And it's not even my idea. I've just seen it to be true in the way that people handle themselves. For me, luck is half preparation. And the way I like to think of preparation, if 50% of what you do of your luck, and if we need luck to succeed, 50% of what you do is how good are you? How much time have you spent songwriting in your room with other people? How good is your portfolio? And importantly as well, because of these days, if you want to work with an artist, it's more like you show them what you can do and then you write with them instead of pitching. So how good are your songs? How good is your portfolio? How much time have you spent on your craft? How effective has that time been? Um, like some of the people I work with, they're super efficient. They're super hardworking. They know exactly what they want to get out of songwriting. So in between our sessions, they are smashing their work and they are going streets ahead of people that are not sure what they want. Not a criticism. It's just the reality that I've seen. So again, it's how good your songs are. I'll say it again. How good your portfolio is. Are you able to recreate that in a live session? That is also a craft. Do you understand the process of songwriting? You know, so let's think of that as half of the equation. Whereas I think these days it's pressured on younger writers, which is why we do the show that like, that it's hundred percent or that it's 80%. So there are people with, with brilliant songs. Like we talk about good, great, incredible, maybe, but they have great songs for me always learn, always keep learning. But if you've got great songs, I think it's about time you look at the other 50%. The other 50% for me is the idea that plays on the cliche of kind of creating your own luck. But for me, 50% is who do you have relationships with? As Jody was saying, it's not networking. F networking, it's about relationships. What opportunities can you create for yourself? And this podcast is literally a living, breathing documentation of me trying to do that and really enjoying learning from every single person that I meet, every single person we get on the show. And I've been super lucky that the people we've had on the show are my friends. They're at the same stage, give or take. They're beautiful people. They're really talented. They work really hard and they're really ethical. And if you can learn to build relationships with the kind of people you want to be around, and they say that you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time around. And I really encourage you guys to take that extremely seriously when it comes to your career in songwriting. So again, there's 50% preparation, how good you are, and the other 50%, the opportunities that you, that you create. For example, the guys that I work with. So Grace Jackson, as you know, she came through the Instagram inbox of this show, and I'm so, so extremely grateful. Um, and it introduced me to Takahide as well, those guys over at Tile Yard. We're going to do some writing soon. And they came through the show, and this show is like an oasis for incredible people. Apparently I just, we keep meeting beautiful people that send in their songs or they come out of the woodwork like grace. And again, Ed Graves is one of our guests and Ed and I have been working, you know, pretty, pretty consistently. And that's going to keep on increasing as I move toward kind of helping more and more at Rainbowwood studios. And as you guys know, when we listen to this show, I met Ed the first time on zoom recommendation through Jody. It's this 50% I'm talking about. You know, of course you need to be good enough that when you get in the room, you can, ha you have the skills, you have the portfolio. I'm not saying that's what happened to me, but I'm just saying I spent a lot of time songwriting, went to work with Ed, for example, we got along, but we really understood that there was 
an element of building a relationship here, not only between us, but the, between the people we work with, like Elise Mason is like, she's, um, she'll hate me saying it, but she's like a little sister. She's, in, but Ed and I talk about her. She's absolutely incredible. Like the best vocalist I've been in the room with. She's hilarious. She's got beautiful ideas. And Ed and I are like, we're really excited to, to keep working with her, but that was building a relationship. Like I said, I went down to her show, Pete Kirtley, thank you for introducing us. Went to the show, the bed at uh, the Bedford, hung out, just literally went over and said hello. But the reason I felt like I could go over and say hello is because I'm an absolute a B when it comes to social moving around, that kind of thing. That's where I get my energy. But genuinely, it's because I really felt like I'd done the work. I felt like Ed and I were building something cool and I wanted to offer that to Ellie. I wanted to go and meet her. And these things are quite scary to do, but there are different ways of meeting people. There are different ways of creating opportunities. And it's definitely not about exploitation. We talk about, and I will continue to talk about the difference between influence or offering something to someone. Then there's manipulation, completely different things. And the other one does not work. But if you go and speak to someone and say, Hey, I would love to work with you. This is what I do. Can I buy you a coffee? I joke with Emily, one of, one of my clients. It's like, just go and buy people a panini and a coffee. Like you'd be surprised what you can achieve if you, if you come with goodwill. Because a lot of people in, in great positions, like Grace was talking about, if you're A&R or if you're development or any, anything, people might well want to come to you. Talked to Luke Potter about this recently as well. Some people don't know it, but they come to you and they're asking something for you, from you. And of course we can sit and we can talk about that. But if you go with goodwill and offer something to someone, like I try and do with the show is I'd love to get to know you more. Would you come and please talk to the people that listen to this show? Because they're legends, as I'm finding out. They're beautiful people who are, who are really earnest about their songwriting. If I offer that to people, they can say no, but they tended to say yes. Like we had Toby Tripp from day one, and I think he's an incredible mover in the industry. He's obviously a couple of years ahead of the guys um, that we're speaking to, but you can see he's a wonderful person. And he talked about it right at the start. 50%, he, he spent all of his time learning music. From what I know of Toby when I was younger, he was always writing, playing, touring. And the other half, he said himself, he's constantly going in and out to London. You can take any of the guests. Jodie is an exquisite example of that as well. She worked so damn hard. From when I was 18, when I knew her, she was she never stopped. I definitely stopped, didn't even start working until I was a lot older. So um, people like that, 50% how good you are. And you can translate that 50% to your, to your industry. You know, are you a stand-up comedian? Are you, are you a musician? Are you an actor? Are you a sportsman? How good are you at the thing that you want to do? And the other half is who do you know that might be able to help you? But the, the important thing here is that you have something valuable to give them as well. This is my point. If it's like starting with, hey, I'm going to buy you some lunch, right? Get used to doing that. There's a funny saying that, you know, poor people should buy rich people lunch. I don't know if that's always the case, but it's a way to think is like, hey, can I, can I at least open this conversation with some goodwill? And you'll find, especially the people that I've got on the show, been lucky enough to be friends with, they are really good, hardworking, kind people who also value and understand the idea of building relationships with people. And it can take weeks for some people, it can take days, it can take months, it can never happen with others. But what I'm saying is this idea of luck is so, so, so important. So in some kind of summary, because I really don't feel like I can say this enough, I want to knit everything together by saying that, do you know what you want from songwriting? That's what we started with. Do you know what you want? And like Bill Burr is saying, if you know what you want, then you can start to understand what you don't need to think about, the people you don't want to be working with. But what you can do is really put a target, even if it's a long way off, I would love to work with them like I did with Ed and 
so far so good i think he's i think he's a absolute virtuoso and we work really hard and we i really do my best like i said come with goodwill but try and bring great people to the studio try and introduce people to the studio that are going to help you know my friends that i know or just doing our best to build something beautiful build the oasis for people if you know what you want then you like i said you cannot waste your time energy and and a lot of upset i think especially being very sensitive musicians we are find the people you really want to work with know what you want to do who do you want to be around to help you achieve that that's the point you're not taking from them you're helping them they're helping you that is just how it works if you are good enough so 50% how good you are let's say preparation portfolio the ability to to work in in a session the other half is how willing you are to grab a train ticket to go and buy someone lunch to go i fly back and forth to the uk that's my choice because i met a lovely french woman but doing that kind of thing really shows people you know when i'm in the uk people know i'm there to work and they're really cool and they and they value that but i would be there anyway that's where my family are that's where my friends are that's where i make the most opportunities but this is just me trying to be honest and document what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, how I'm doing it. And if I get it wrong, cool. But but so far as you can see, as you go through, um, I've been very lucky to work with some amazing people and it's just beginning for us. And I cannot wait to spend more time with Grace and Tacker as well and see what we can we can do over there. And I love meeting people from the show. So yeah, Bill Burr, what is luck? Baby, don't hurt me. I hope that makes sense. So what do you really want to do? Do you know how you might be able to get there? Can you work backwards from that? Right now, whether you have 10 pounds in your pocket and a lot of time on your hands, or you've got a good little chunk of money and you've got no time, how can you do what you need to do to get where you want to be? And what is that in the industry? Is it like uh, Sam Bowers? He's a beautiful, he writes beautiful score, wonderful producer. He can do it all. And he's decided to start specializing. We'll hear from him hopefully again. Um, we've got Ed Grays, we've got Ellie Mason, hopefully we'll hear from her as well. Absolutely love her. Um, and other artists we're now trying to incorporate because we know what we're doing is great at Rainbow Wood and we really want to do it with a, with a wonderful attitude. And I'm really lucky to have you know, the people on the show going to connect people that are working. It's just that thing, that oasis. I want this show to be an oasis. So people that reached out, Grace, Christine, Mark, uh, Stuart as well. I love, love talking to Stuart and, um, it's just awesome to know that people are out there and they want to work really hard on their songwriting. This show is for people that want to do it pragmatically, to take what we're saying and apply it. And it's been awesome to hear stories from people. And we're going to keep doing this. And thank you again. We're going to try and keep this. This is kind of 20 minutes or so. I want to keep these things really punchy if you're going between work or whatever. Um, yeah. Come in your way every week if we can with something that's going to help you guys keep doing what you're doing i will continue to share the things i'm doing wrong things i find i'm doing right but luck 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 take back the control on that so you don't feel helpless understand it's half is your preparation how good you are and half is the opportunities you can create for yourself and they are both extremely specific and difficult skill sets but if you can put them together you can start to make a difference in your career in your world of songwriting i may well crash and burn in the next year who knows i might well be out of songwriting but so far things are building nicely and slowly because i'm with good people who communicate well there's so many things i'm going to share in the future but yeah thank you for listening to this segment have an amazing day please reach out let us know where you are who you are what you're doing we want to hear from everyone and as you know send in a song we'll put it on the show thank you so much and have a lovely day to find out more about us and to get in touch please head over to I Wish I Knew That Pod on Instagram 
And don't forget to join the conversation on our Facebook community. Please also remember to email your questions about songwriting to IWishIKnewThatPod at gmail.com and we will answer these on our upcoming episodes. Also, if you know someone who would benefit from this, we would really love it if you could give it a share or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And Jamie and I will talk to you on the next episode.